BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to How Did We Get Here? The only audio podcast road trip with no brakes on the vehicle that we are currently using to drive into your brain. I'm Zach, and he's Jacob. And we're back uh, with another yeah. episode. Okay. How exciting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, what's the episode, episode called, Zach? I'll tell you. I'm going to do it right now. It's the awe-inspiring magnitude of 20,000 kisses. And I feel like we've hinted at this a few times before. But finally, 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 <laughs> this, this we was get to talk about how big that number is. The next episode for like the past. I think this was supposed to be like episode seven, if I can be honest. Yeah, it's an old one that we keep like floundering on. But honestly, yeah. man, it's it's fine because we don't stay on these topics anyway. So <laughs> I think it's OK. Um, this one's about Richard Dawson specifically. In case you guys didn't know, Richard Dawson was the family feud host for like a lot of the 70s, I think, maybe even the 80s. Uh, so before Steve Harvey, before Louis Anderson. But not unlike Steve Harvey or Louis Anderson. No, d- very much in the same vein, except for one uh, very f- silly quirk one little uh habit that he exhibited he used that to he kiss. just did it out in the open yeah he would kiss female contestants on the mouth um in front of everyone <laughs> without without any uh without anything happening he just did that for free on tv i, I and- think it's very much so uh well things were different back then and they indeed were i i agree extremely <laughs> Uh, extremely different and and also not like oh god how do i put this i'm not trying to to talk about this from a place of like oh my god how did people let that happen it it was different whatever but good lord is it jarring to watch now because yeah. he doesn't care it's grandma it's a little sister it's like everyone i watched uh, like a clip of american idol of like Katy perry like thirsting over like this contestant and then it was just recommended on like my instagram tiktok like you know it's the same thing reels yeah. but um it was just Katy perry thirsting over someone and people were like this is sexual harassment and i'm like yeah it is isn't it but it, it's just so interesting that like people see that and be like, Ooh, that's bad. Isn't it like a comment or two is fine, but like really dragging it out is uncomfortable. And, uh, Richard Dawson didn't do that for one individual session, but an entire career. Um, (laughs) and I think decades, Justin gave us the fun fact that like when you add it all up, it was genuinely an awe inspiring magnitude of over 20,000 kisses. I don't think I've kissed anybody. 20,000 times and I've been with my wife for 17 years like I <laughs> I don't even think we've kissed that much now he was much older he yeah was, you'll, you know, you'll get there 
yeah, well, hopefully I catch up to him one day. But good God, man. Like, and 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 how many of those 20,000 kisses do you think somebody was like, hey, man, like, maybe lay off, maybe like 20? I feel like, like the guys were kind of like, I mean, my wife is his wife, you know? <laughs> I, I feel like... If Richard Dawson wants her, you know? <laughs> you might be able to reach 20,000 kisses with one person over the course of your life. But this was 20,000 kisses spread out over like 19,000 women. That's insane. Nobody has a track record like that. Nobody should. (laughs) He changed the game. And nobody ever will now. I feel like, you know, we're we're at a different point now where like, yeah, yeah. this Katy Perry. Well, he was definitely the king looking. of sexual harassment. No one held a candle to him. Is that what yeah. you're saying right now? He is the number one. Yeah. He was okay. number one. And it is a it is a title that will never be well, I think it, it will be taken. Society because, is past the point where that is achievable. Hopefully, anyway. Like I think that's what we're hoping on, but there's always yeah. stuff going on in the shadows, I guess, but I don't know. I it's one of those things that like I did my college paper, yeah. my college thesis on well, well, uh, racist before you get into that, tunes. I just want to say oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if someone does it in private, that's different. That like that is undocumented kissing. Oh, like, I see what the, you're saying. The yeah, impact yeah, yeah. <laughs> of Richard Dawson is that his twenty thousand documented kisses. <laughs> we have proof of it. Yeah. It's all on television for all to see. In, I'm in putting brazen. documented into the episode title. It's it's too important. <laughs> the fact that it was like on television across the country, the thousands and thousands I of people can pull out a notepad and do little tally marks and come up to a number of how many times. Like think about how many private kisses he's had. I would That's say at least half. Right? Yeah. He's probably like meets the family backstage, and you know. <laughs> So I'm going to say at least 30,000 kisses estimated, but 20,000 documented. Yeah, you have to, he's definitely did some rehearsals, you know, made sure they were all comfortable, had yeah. to make sure think that they knew what they were the doing. the staff, the female staff. You think they oh, got kisses? Oh, dude, you're right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to assume at least 30,000, but I do feel yeah. safe and comfortable with 20,000. Well, I don't feel comfortable with 20,000, but I feel accepting of it. I was going to say, well, you feel comfortable with 20,000? You accept 20,000, Jacob? Okay, I man. accept that All he right, has 20,000 documented kisses, and it is not a number that makes me comfortable or relieved in the slightest. Bro, the, I'm, I'm, you know what? This is finally the takedown. Finally, he gets what's coming to him. And it's glad, he's dead, right? I think he's dead. Yeah, let's talk about about him before we make this. Let me make sure he it. doesn't sue us. Uh, okay, died in 2012. He's been oh, dead a thank while. God. Yeah. One of the first pictures, by the way, is him. Is if him you kissing? Search, <laughs> <laughs> if you search Richard Dawson on the third image, is that of him? Um, wait. Okay. So this the image leads to an article that says, "Here's why Richard Dawson started kissing female contestants on Family Feud, and why he stopped." Oh. Oh, he stopped. Well, it's still 20,000 kisses. Imagine he could have had more. <laughs> he folded. Come on. I, I thought it. I th- thought we read this on a podcast before, and it was that he was like, somebody was nervous, and he did that to make them not as nervous, which has worse <laughs> well, implications. I, I just, I just want to say that it all started because he came across a woman who seemed nervous and was unable to name a green vegetable. That's and he it. said... I'm going to do something that my mom would do to me whenever I had a problem of any kind. And I kissed her on the cheek and I said, that's for luck. And she immediately said asparagus, then went on to win. 
He said that in a 2010 interview, two years before he died, probably on his deathbed, let out his trade secrets. Holy shit. I, I know that wasn't what actually happened, by the way. That's like definitely yeah. the story that he tells people. But that is absolutely After, not okay, true. Okay, I'm going to quote this article of from WCVB. Let me cite my sources. Uh, and they said, After a month ago, executives tried to stop. They tried <laughs> to put an end to the kissing, according to Dawson, but claiming the sponsors felt kissing women without knowing their marital status or getting their permission was uncomely. Uncomely? I've never seen that word. Uncomely, yeah, here, I think. hold up. That's going in an episode title if it's good. Uh, it's unpleasant, a synonym with unpleasant. Sure. Um, in the interview below, Dawson insinuates that it may have to do with him kissing two non-white female contestants. Oh, they're racist. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. So ah. it's like, okay, you have two sides here. Are you for <laughs> sexual harassment or racism? Like, <laughs> Dude, he really threw down the card. You he, have to pick your battle here. He stood up against racism, but stood strong in the camp of sexual harassment. What an ally, I guess. I, I don't. Uh, he's got the right idea. Uh, does he, though? That's still. He allegedly asked viewers to vote whether or not they would like <laughs> him to stop. And the votes came in 14,000 to 700 in favor of kissing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, this dude voted a Twitter poll and was like, huh? All right, I guess I'll He's keep kissing. He's so insecure about it. Like, he keeps asking, like, I could keep doing this, right? He knows what the answer is. The, the book, book also, also reveals... Reveal, okay, you're reading it, too. Contestants filled out a questionnaire before each game, including, do you mind if Richard Dawson greets you with a kiss? Which isn't a... Fi like, Actually, if, if... I will say, if that is on the card and that is true, then there is nothing wrong with it. I don't know, though, because if you're on the show, you're definitely going to get pressured, right? It's like, I, well, if my if my family said they're okay with it, and if the other team did, right? It's like it's sort of what you do on the show. It becomes pressured, then you know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah, yeah. Like I do think, hmm. Uh, you know, good on him for standing in in the face of of bigots who were upset that he <laughs> would do interracial kissing. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was a different time, huh? And uh, a lot of different times. A lot of uh, a lot of different things happening. Yeah. Yeah, so as controversial as kissing as not kissing, the kissing was in 1981, <laughs> Dawson planted a peck on a woman who would eventually become his second wife. Whoa, whoa okay. Wow, he found Four the one. 49-year-old Dawson, well, A1, uh, it says second, so I'm going to assume it wasn't the last. Um, at 20, I mean, it's hard to be married to a guy who's kissing 20,000 women, let's be right. honest. How do you not get jealous? Um, on the show, in the video below, it was so painfully obvious that he was smitten. During this taping, Dawson ended up kissing Johnson on the lips a total of four times, which is a lot, even for him. Yeesh! Yeah, after the show, he asked Johnson if he could call her. Oh, man. I Well, hold on. So he says, I just knew there was something about this young lady and myself. And we apparently just plagiarizing she, this article for our I, own I content. know, I'm reading the whole thing. But word apparently she agreed, too. which is insane to me. Like, it worked. They actually had a connection. You could make oh. a movie on this. Yeah, that's... That that is like a Hallmark rom com lifetime movie. Like I'd watch that. This is no, a real probably ass love not story. actually, but like, <laughs> I mean, 
Actually, you can definitely pin this article that he's this heartthrob. Like, have him be played by Zac Efron like you right. do in every movie. Even Ted Bundy got to be Zac Efron. <laughs> like, and then you just make it to where it's like, oh, I've kissed 20,000 women. But then I met this one woman and I kissed her four times. She's the one. Oh, you can call the episode the awe-inspiring magnitude of 20,000 documented kisses. Hear me out. Mm. And then he goes on to want 20,000 kisses with her. I've had 20,000 kisses in my life, but now I want 20,000 kisses with you. I want to spend the rest of my kisses with you. And then he goes back on the show and continues kissing women. Yeah. He like even holds their hands on this. I'm watching this now. Yeah. Like, he, I think the weirdest part for me, like, I think I can deal with the kissing, yeah. but it's like that he always like it's arm around pulling them close. You know, that's yeah. what gets me. I'm trying to find him with the guy. He's not holding the guy's hand. No, oh. no, no, no. Very and business it, professional with the guy. Yeah. yeah, no, very business. And uh, he stopped kissing ladies on the show because he promised his daughter he would only kiss his mom. So after the daughter came into the picture, his kisses Aww. were done. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. That's cute. Okay. Well, I guess um, that's and hey, sweet. It said second wife, but I was wrong. I was a little judgmental, but they remained together until his death in 2012. Oh, she was the one. That's She amazing. was the one? He Good kissed for her four them. times. Honestly, this really changed my mind. Not only was <laughs> all of this consensual, but that's honestly a good ass love story. He met her on the show, kissed, he kissed everyone. And then he kissed her four times and was like, can I call you? Then they get married. They have a kid. And then he stops kissing. Cause the, oh, you know what? Honestly, Maybe it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's definitely <laughs> a different time. Um, but oh, like, dude, you can, I think for like the normie world out there who doesn't see that as like, pressured or harassment like i think they could see that and be like what, what a lovely little story that's a yeah. grandparents they love that story they definitely could like whitewash that story to make it even like cleaner you know I what don't i mean think that's like, what whitewash to... means man no as i said it i realized that i might have fucked it up they could sanitize that story to make it even yeah. cleaner yeah i should have been a i, I don't more think they're careful. gonna whitewash richard dawson no i think that's already been done but they'll sanitize the story to make it even better for like lifetime or something I yeah could, i feel I think if you're trying to whitewash that story you're against what he stood for <laughs> a famous civil rights activist and ally richard richard dawson, dawson. that fucking guy civil rights activist and known misogynist richard dawson <laughs> you gotta pick your battles i guess <laughs> uh, I, I actually feel kind of bad for like the new generation because like I I did my uh, college thesis on racist Looney Tune cartoons because I thought yeah. it was insane the level of propaganda and like the jarring nature of seeing Donald Duck read Mein Kampf right I did this yeah whole yeah he dissertation. was a Nazi yeah only in a dream though he, it wasn't real he was okay. dreaming about what it must be like to live in nazi germany and then he woke up in america yeah but that image happy. out of context whew. oh yeah it's bad and there's a lot of it uh popeye beat up on some japanese troops uh bugs bunny was was awful um it happened a lot and it's it, dr seuss put out some really terrible shit 
Oh, well, Dr. Seuss was just fucked. Yeah, apparently he was just a bad guy. But it's insane to me because I feel like now, are we really going to have that anymore? Because I feel like that gets cut off at the past so much. For good. It's for good reason. Don't get me wrong. We're becoming a more, you know, things are going in the right direction. But, like, you're never going to have somebody who sees this shit as a kid and then grows up older is like, what the fuck was I watching? I'll say that the world constantly feels so fucked, especially in recent news of, like, Roe v. Wade being overturned. Oh, God. It's just, like, shit like that makes me feel like we've regressed so much. But then I look at the past and be like, how is now the best it's ever been? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, it's so shocking to me that it's like, now is probably the best time well, maybe like two weeks ago was the best time to be a woman in America. <laughs> but it's still yeah. shocking to me that shit sucks and it's still the best it's ever been. I think it's just old people, bro. I really yeah. do. I, we need I people to die so the world can become a little better. And I'm not even being ironic with that. Like, I, I know that sounds like a bit or like a joke, but I yeah. genuinely think there is... I, I don't know if it's because of the ease of information spreading that the internet brought on or if it's like changing ideals because everybody's more connected now but it genuinely feels like there is this shift in ideals that's occurred over the past like 30 40 i think it's better than without it because if you think about stuff like the me too movement or black lives Mm -hmm. matters um black lives matter it's the heart of that is all strengthened by social media because Um, I had a conversation with my personal trainer once, right? And he's older. He's like pushing 50. Mm -hmm. And he was definitely hitting me with like, oh, we're not really allowed to make... That's how he talks too. And he was like, we're not really allowed to make jokes like we used to, you know? Like, Uh... it's just what's funny is now offensive, you know? Like people are so sensitive. And I'm just like, do you... I, I had a profound moment. I've never heard anyone say this. It just came out of me. And uh-huh. I, I'll quote myself to this day because I, I was just like, well, do you think that maybe it's just like maybe the same people who were offended were always offended, but now they actually have a voice because of social media? And he goes, oh, no, I didn't think about that. But it, it makes sense through history of like women and minorities have always been so oppressed sure. and they've never had a voice. And now when you introduce something like social media, there's an option to educate the people not affected by it. And those are the people who unfortunately are the ones who get to have a larger impact in like government affairs and everything like that. And, but just like giving the voices a voice through the power of social media. Like, you know, I say, if you go on Twitter and talk about a medical problem, little six-year-old Timmy with WebMD has the just as loud of a voice as a legitimate doctor. Right. Like it's, they're both one response, you know, it's just so interesting because Social media truly gave a voice to the voiceless. And I think like, you know, we obviously have like waves of feminism throughout history, but that is so fair and far apart from what's going on now. Right. And it's just like you had to really organize something back then. Now you can just get a hashtag trending in a day if you really want to. And I think because of social media, it gave just such a larger voice to everyone else. And the reason things are now more offensive isn't because people are getting softer. It's just people are more educated. People are more aware of the other side, you know? Well, there are also more, uh, there are more opportunities to connect with people who have felt the same thing. Cause like before it's very isolating where it's like, you know, this stuff pisses me off that I have to hear it and deal with it all the time. But maybe you don't have a big enough community of people around you. So you're like, okay, maybe I'm just sensitive or maybe I'm the only person with a problem like this. But, you know, social media sort of connects people, not just in terms of, 
at an individual level, like I can say what I want, but also I can see what other people in my same situation are saying. And you could sort of rally behind that and, and get a cause. I I personally think about the, I don't know if this is the right word, the democratization of information on the internet, where it's like everybody gets a voice. Because mm -hmm. like, obviously it's good in these circumstances, but also you have opportunities for people to just yell very loudly and like take it over you know yeah and that's its i think issue. it's the same argument for like me too like obviously you have people who make fake allegations right like we can't right, yeah, sit yeah, and yeah, deny yeah. like that never happens right it does but and it sucks you know i think that's an evil thing to do but so are the things that insinuate the the allegations that are accurate like sure if if you really want to sort through the real and the fake the real heavily outweigh the fake and yeah, but they don't. The, the issue, like, there is that that the fake thing. It doesn't matter how commonly it happens because it's yeah. It's that's somebody's life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, sucks it does. Bad. Like that's, but that's the other side. It's like, I would say in instances it's done more good than bad. Mm -hmm. But it though like those are lives people are ruining, and it's just like right. it's. But without that vigilante justice, then all of these other lives are ruined. Right. And they there's no justice in it. So it's just like such this weird moral question. Is it good because all these people are finding justice or is it bad because this justice is allowing fake allegations to surface? Personally, I think it does more good than bad. But whenever people like bring up the bad, I can, I see where they're coming from. I try to see where they're coming from. You know, I don't want to like, be like, oh, you're against me. You're wrong. And, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's just like, I, I see it, but I do have a different opinion. I think you have to look at a holistic view of somebody's conduct and behavior. And that's the hardest part if you've never met or know that person. Mm -hmm. I hate talking about this stuff because I don't want to make it seem like I'm making, like... Defending. Yeah, because you're not. But it is... Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big believer on, like, when there's smoke, there's fire. Sure. Sexual assault just straight up is, like, the worst thing you can do to someone. Just right. Hard stop, period. Sure. It's just complete deprivation of like your own autonomy. And that's so. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. This um, got really. Uh, yeah. Really I went see down how the, the Richard Dawson topic <laughs> turned into this, I will say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does make sense. That's mm -hmm. how you, that's sort of how it, uh, that's sort of the natural progression. Yeah, I we suppose. can do a little pissed off of ding, ding, ding. How did we get here? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I Do we even want to? <laughs> no. We can talk about uh, game shows, huh? Oh, my God. Go I love game again. shows. I love game Dude, can I talk I, about the greatest game show of all time? Which one is it? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Ah! No, it's not the greatest game show of all time. Hear me out. Uh -huh. But it is the most unique. Because it is, I just really like the obstacle course aspect. Because, you know, normally it's stuff like Lingo, which is just Wordle. Right. And then you have stuff like Whammy. And it's all, it stays, it starts on the game show, ends on the game show. It's you settle it simple. on the field. But I, I just respect the Legends of the Hidden Temple because I'm like, there's something to look forward to. You know, it's not just fast money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there was so much money that was dropped into that game which is insane to me like yeah they've dumped so much money into that course into all the pieces of it the obstacle stuff it's like i don't know how nickelodeon like really stumbled upon this idea because if you look at the other stuff double dare is like a lot of props but it's not yeah. quite the same as that no it's a family feud set you know 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's you sort do a of physical simple. challenge and they wheel it out like completely external thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's modular. You know, they bring that mm-hmm. out or the guy with the nose or whatever, and it's just like that's pretty common. Uh, but this legend of the hidden temple stuff, they really booked it's a ambitious. bunch of money in that. Yeah, I think we've talked about this of like Nick Arcade, right? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I love that show. It's such a good show. And I watched, if you watched as a kid and you were into video games, it was fucking torture. Yeah, because everybody was god awful. Yeah, it would be. So let me paint you the picture. I'm sure we've talked about Nick Arcade, but I'm doing it again. It imagine you walk out to a stage. There's a host, and then there's like five video game like arcade cabinets, and you have to complete a challenge in this. You you get to pick, and you're like, I'm gonna do Sonic, and it's not even like beat the game fast. It's like collect fifty rings within two minutes. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. And it's like, that's so easy. Like you can do that. But if you get hit, you lose all your rings. And it's like people picking up a controller or like the arcade stick for the first time ever. And it's just, you watch that. Like you have all these games at home. You know, I'd boot it up and do like, fuck you. This is easy. And then I right. do it and I get so mad. Like, why am I not on the show? Which I think is the point, right? Yeah, I think they want you to get mad because I would always watch it and be like, where do they get these kids? Like, do they just come in off the street? How do none of them know? If you were a kid and you had to pick a game show to be on, why wouldn't you pick something that had to do with your skill set? What the, Nick Arcade? Yeah. You don't know how to play Gradius, right? Like, these yeah, kids I had no idea what they're doing. It was stuff like Sonic and Mario, too. Like, you had Contra yeah. here and there, but it was stuff like that you like you would recognize if you played games. You know, you would have Legend of Zelda, and you'd be like, find the first dungeon. And I'll be honest, that is hard as shit. I give, give it up to them. That one's a little tough. Yeah, That one is a little tough. That game is rough. But, but you didn't know what the challenge was until you picked the game. So you might be locked in on that. And then. Yeah. Yeah. But usually, especially like the 50 rings in Sonic, I think that's what really stuck out to me. Because right. if you just play the game, that just happens. Well, especially because like they were going slow. It's not even like these guys would be like running all over the screen and playing fast Sonic. It's like they are slowly, casually walking into bad guys. You know, Green Hill Zone, how you start and there's like this tiniest little ramp that's like the height of Sonic. Yeah, yeah, You can't walk up it. You have to run or spin dash up it. And they would just be hard stuck there. (laughs) Just running back and forth. I always wondered if like the controllers were busted on that show to make kids look worse. You know what I mean? Like something, it, right? You know, like a cabinet or something. Oh my god! I went to a barcade the other uh-huh. night. You know, bar arcade. There's some people, you, people who are not listening who are under twenty one. Sometimes there are some quirky bars that just have a shit ton of like consoles or like arcade cabinets, right. and you can yeah, just yeah, order, yeah. drink, play, whatever. Um, and they had melee there, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm about to hustle some people. Sure. And um, I I boot up melee, and. The, the most peculiar thing happened. Uh-huh. Uh, the C-stick that you use for aerial smash attacks. Oh, uh, it was, no. It was inverted. What? Yeah. So you would try F- to up air it, it would down air. Correct. You try and F smash less, it F smashes right. Oh, that's um, weird. Yeah. And then the control sticks, uh, the control sticks were pretty bad. Like sometimes they were just 
like it would stick. Like I would try and like I was playing Fox. I would try and shine jump side B, and they would sure. stay down, and then it would just like I die essentially. Or yeah, like you I got sabotaged. Yeah, but it's just like I was definitely losing games, and I was like, I'm t- I'm so tired. I figured it out, so I started like playing with it. But God was a disorienting to like use forward air to use your back air, and then uh, try and like land and then down smash like can fox up smash someone and it was it was weird but um i think just it was like i complained about to a friend they're like oh yeah someone probably changed the controls on here to like mess with everyone else i'm like you can't even do that in this game and i yeah i i checked the other controllers and it was all of them it was a console issue and i don't understand how (laughs) yeah how do you flip that like, uh, what kind of malicious trolling is that to go into the game code? Because I feel like that's the only way you could do it if it's all the controllers. That's yeah. really weird. I have no idea how that happened, and I'm still boggled over it. I was sober at this moment for anyone wondering. It was the first thing I did. Um, but they had a Smash 64 set up next to it, and I just played that. So It's like an SCP GameCube. It just yeah. only changes one side of your inputs. It, I, I remember the feeling of when I was younger playing my friends in video games and like there was one game I was really good at and when mm-hmm. I didn't do well I wanted to cry yeah. you know what I mean like no, I, 100% I, I get the same feeling there like if I went to a party now well not mm-hmm. really I back in like Brawl or like Smash 4 and people knew that I played that game and I went to a party if I didn't do well in that it's like it's a big deal right you have yeah. to win all the games that's it's your an annoying thing. deal people yeah. like when you go to normie parties and shit, they're like, I took a stock or a life, you know? Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of stuff like that. And it's just like, haha, whatever. But it's just miss, such a big uh, deal. I miss college game room culture. Like, yeah, it was that, good. It was so... Every time you go, it's like a different group of people. And, like, everybody is convinced that, like, there's a hierarchy. And everybody knows this one guy who doesn't go to tournaments. But if he did, it'd be really good which isn't ever the case, but you it's know, never it's like, true. he's like a legend. You know what I mean? I love that shit, man. Oh yeah. You should meet Brian. <laughs> it's always yes. Brian. Brian was the karaoke guy too. It's always Brian. We all know Brian. I had a kid in my college game room that uh, played snake, but he refused to do up tilt because he thought he was too good for it. And that's usually what happens in those sort of situations where like people play Fox without up smashing. You know? Yeah, they're like, oh, it's too broken. Oh, I don't edge guard. <laughs> yeah, don't grab the ledge. That's cheating. You should let people back. Yeah, I think the like the house rules of a child in any video game is hilarious. It's so funny. So I had a, a baby cousin. Uh, I say baby. He was like probably like six. Sure. Uh, we played Smash for the Wii U together. And guess who was banned in his house? Uh, Smash for Wii U, probably, uh, oh God, Olimar. Pro- oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because he has four Olimars with him. Okay, never mind. That doesn't make sense anymore. That's so cute, He, he says he has too many guys, and that's not fair to be able to control that many guys. <laughs> that is precious. It is very precious, and I think it's really funny. Is he too was many. Just, pe- Did he care about Rosalina? He didn't care about Rosalina. I don't think he got that far. I think he was like, okay. that's clearly something else. Gotcha. Okay. Two is fine. Two guys Two's is okay. Two is fine, but he gets one Olimar and then like four smaller Olimars. He would also <laughs> refer to Pikmin as Olimars, but I would like to say in Smash 4, I'm pretty sure 
His name is Olimar and Pikmin. I think yeah, that's like I, the official name, right? I think it's, but unless that's just Japan. I know it's that in Japan. I don't know if it is here, but <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Pikmin and Olimar. But I think I think uh, they changed it to just Olimar. And I'm definitely going to steal that. I'm going to call them. He has three pick. There are three Olimars with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. I love that. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, yeah, so he he was banned and I couldn't play Olimar, which was like, Thank God. Yeah, I was going to say, of all the characters, that one yeah. is, uh, that's a fair one. So when he banned Olimar, I was like, you know what? This kid's got something. And then he gave me the reason. And I was like, I'm fine either way. <laughs> Do you ever like, sometimes I, I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that like, I'll join a lobby in Ultimate and it's just taunting. It's just yeah. people standing there hitting the taunt button for literally 10 minutes, 10 minutes straight of just characters standing still and taunting and if you try to fight they all fight you it is <laughs> so bizarre it's so funny i i do think it's interesting though because i understand it in like the occasional game as a kid right. but the lobby dedicated to it i do not it baffles me it's for people all over the world that yeah. are just mashing the taunt button and expecting you to do the same it's so bizarre like did you ever play one of those games where there wasn't real communication but there was some level of I'm trying to think of how to explain this like there was an emote that was dedicated to being the bm emote but it wasn't actual Ye bm the same way the yeah. teabagging is toxic because mm -hmm. you know what they're trying to do but they can't taunt you you know what i'm saying yeah i do I, was, I, I think uh, things like in hearthstone sorry right 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 exactly there was uh yeah. I, I used to play guitar hero online and online if somebody was holding green and red or like one combination of those it was supposed to mean like fuck you <laughs> yeah but i don't know what it was or how it got around but Wasn't i remember just seeing, yellow holding it like middle finger may, maybe <laughs> maybe if so that's hilarious i never put that together but that's really funny <laughs> I, I was also reading a, a large uh, a part of, of the that. Guitar Hero community. Oh, okay. So you were in it too. You knew about that yeah. too. Yeah. There was some like, there were combinations that were like, this is the nice thing to say. This is the, the toxic thing to say. I remember it all on GameFAQs. And it just blows my mind. People can come up with their own language in systems clearly not built for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I always think it's fun. Uh, and in a different way, uh, I played Toontown a lot as a kid. Sure. Uh, Toontown had a, a barrier and you could only use their default messages to communicate or you could share a secret code with someone and, okay. you know, you would get the code in game. It would be valid for 48 hours. And if you gave it to someone, they could then add you and you could type to each other. Um, also, there was no filter at this time, which is really funny. Okay. Um, so in it, you had to say like it was like two x y four seven x you know sure. it was like nonsense so the point of it for having 48 hours was you could give it bring it to school give it to your friend they could mm -hmm. redeem it and then you guys can talk in game or you know call your friend on the phone you know so what the community started doing was also there were like youtube videos they're like here are seven of my codes if anyone wants to add me here you go okay and then what people would do in game is I think you would walk up and there was like a secret code 
that was you had to go up to people and use the default phrases. Uh, I might be wrong here, but I think it was like, let's be friends. Here we go. <laughs> and they were how say, ominous. Yeah. And they would say like. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Understood or yes. And then for your whole phrases, uh, let's say your code was started with C2. Uh, for C, you would find a default phrase that started with the C. Like, yeah. can we do this task? Or like, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would say that. And then if it was a number, you would jump in place that amount of times. Oh my God, you're yeah. doing Morse code. Yeah, so you would do that. And then if they added you, they would uh, start typing to you immediately. But if they couldn't type to you, they would use the default phrase, let's try that again. <laughs> So you just see two people in the street in two town trying desperately to connect with one each one another. Yeah. Just throwing in these weird phrases. Oh, and you dude, can that see rules. the phrases from far away. So sometimes I would be in the background and I would type in their friend code and try and snipe it. I would, yeah, people. I would try to grab it too. I would yeah. definitely just run up and try to confuse them, like jump myself or like throw in other <laughs> phrases. Yeah. And then it's like if you try to meet people from like friends of friends, you just have a mediator type the word in, you know, and now it's yeah. easy. So a lot of the internal stuff, it was just and dude, I remember people were judgmental back then. Um, I, I had a friend. In and I, town? Oh, yeah. Because you could uh-huh. have like a house, you know, you could deck your house and everything. And like I would have. I brought someone to their house. Like we did like a lot of raids together. Like we were getting friendly. And then he came to my house and he said, honestly, I'm a bit disappointed here. I, I, I can't do this anymore. And then he just throws a little tune hole down, jumps in. And whenever (laughs) people, it doesn't show you when people like stop adding you, Uh like remove you from a friends list. It just, it keeps them in the room. You suddenly can't see their typing. And then it says, their two name has gone offline. <gasps> and that's how you know. You're like, oh my God, what did I do? But usually you can click on it and go to them and you can like be like, come on, let's do it again. And they're just be like, no. Yeah, people were like judgmental back then. And you you had to make like a tune name. If you like, and it was like an auto generator, but you could Yeah, it's always one of those was. like rolling uh, gerbil or something like yeah, that, right? Mine like- was, I was a blue mouse named Super Fireball Cheesy Crumbs. Oh god, that's awful. That fuck. I think it's great. That's so bad. It's I so don't nostalgic. Like that at all. <laughs> I think cheesy crumbs is like that's a fun name for a mouse, but it's a super fireball before it that really brings it down. Yeah, it's a little bit too much build up for cheesy crumbs. If it was just cheesy crumbs, <laughs> I would like it. You, you've got a yeah. lot of you know a lot of uh, build up, and then just that. Yes, fireball. Just it could just been fireball on its own. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Dude, there was a whole side for um like um r- role play Toontown. Oh god. like erotic role play Toontown. Oh I god. Was like, yeah, I was eight years old, by the way. And uh what you would do to participate in it is that uh 
you could type your own names in and they could be approved. Okay. And you could take innocent names. Like you could be Brian, you know, you could be Brian, the dog. Um, but what the erotic role play, uh, community on Toontown would do is they would make their usernames either boyfriend or girlfriend. Okay. And you can picture the rest. Uh Uh-huh. Got it. But I thought you couldn't pick your names. How do they pick that? Uh, if you had like an approved account and you had like, you know, family settings turned off and everything, you could submit a name to be approved by Disney. So like, uh, if your name would be like tan dog in the Uh meantime until they approved it. Got you. Okay. God, that's bizarre. It sure is. God, I, I never played Toontown. I think it was like a little bit after, you know, my time, but I Mm -hmm. keep hearing stories about it. It was, uh, I didn't realize it was so relevant to so many people. I, I say we play it together. Yeah. I didn't realize it was still up until like a month ago. Uh, it's rewritten. I remember we talked about this because yeah. it has all the uh, has all the Disney enemies characters and removed. bosses and all the Disney guys are gone. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, there were no Disney characters in like the game itself. It's just in each hub world, it was like Mickey's Toontown, Donald's Dock. You know, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's the only place Disney characters were in. So I think how does still this... called those places? Their characters just removed. How is Disney okay with this? This kind of I'll blows honest, my mind. Absolutely no clue. This is crazy. I mean, the site says it has no affiliation. Uh, but it's literally the same thing one-to-one. Like, if this was Nintendo's, it would be shut the fuck down, right? Also, they've made, like, fan-made expansion packs to it that, like, add to it. And I'm like, that's usually where people, like, start to have problems, like Nintendo and whatnot, right? Yeah. Is this one of those things, like, Roblox, where you can make money from it? Like, could you sell things on Toontown? No Uh, way, right? No. Like, there's nothing in there... I, I'm sure, like, you could probably sell, like, decked out accounts, but, like, sure. th- you, there was no, like, in-game economy for, like, selling things, as far as I'm aware. I'm wondering how, uh, <laughs> I, I just went there, and a, a pop-up came up, and it said, I want to leave. Yeah, I and saw I, that, too. Yeah, and I clicked that, and it sent me to the Disney site, because I thought it just would get it out of the way. This thing is bizarre to me. Well, there's still a Mickey Mouse on the mm-hmm. clock here, I'm seeing. Uh, like, if... I can be real. It's this is an MMORPG. Uh-huh. And it's it's crazy to me because it's super simple and everything, but it's just so bizarre because like you can do raids and stuff in this. They're shorter than like Yeah, you said other things. raids, yeah. and I was wondering what that even looks like. Um, so you want the world to be toony and everything, right? Sure. So there's um like cash bots, sell bots, boss bots, uh and there's another one I'm missing. There's all the four. bad guys are robots, as we've they're all about robots who yep. are like corporate guys. You know, like their names are Penny Pincher, Mover right, and yeah, Shaker, yeah. Um, Yes Man, so right. like stuff like that. Like it's all very corporate terms. And oh, Lawbot, that's the other one. Mm, yeah. And like in each corner of the the world map, there's like Bossbot HQ and stuff like that. And you can honestly, the most fun part of the game is you get to raid the HQ with like up to four people and you had to fight these series of robots. And there was like some platforming challenges in the middle of it. And then every time you complete a raid, you get one piece of your lawbot suit. And then once you fill out your suit, you can fought, fight like the head baddie for it. Okay. So, huh? Yeah. So it's just like a lot of like repetition that you can yeah. do, but it's just like interesting that like, 
most you don't unlock that till way later in the game and i'm sure most people never even reach that far because it's just a lot of like yeah you get like some fun tasks here and there who are like go deliver this to goofy you know (laughs) and that's most of the early game how many people are playing it now i wonder right because like i would imagine this would be a ghost town but because like this isn't getting new players you get what i'm saying all the new players are on genshin uh, yeah, uh, Toontown Rewritten has over 1.9 million registered players and almost and thousands of players playing it at any given time of the day. No so that's, way. That's what they say. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Here's a Reddit post from 2019 that says, uh, we get around 1,500 to 2,000 players during the peak time. And during okay. non-peak hours, you can expect 500 to 1,000 online. But that's also in 2019. It might have gone up or down by that. I mean, non-peak hours having 500 to 1,000 is still nuts. Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. still a lot. I mean, for a free game. But I guess, like, they're not ever going to get new people in, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of people say, like, they got into it because they missed out. It's free. It's rewritten. So people tried and got super into it. It always surprises me when, like, people are, like, actively playing it. I re- I had a phase where like me and my friends got into it for a little while, just played it for like two weeks, you know, and now it's really funny. So whenever people are jokingly like, let's play Toontown together, how I make new accounts and I roll in with a very stacked character. It's very funny. (laughs) Uh, Could you do me a favor? Go ahead and go to the site and click play now. Tell me what happens. Okay. Uh, Toontown rewritten. Uh, my name in current Toontown is King Biscuit. I'm a dog. Okay. Never mind. It worked for you. I tried to do it and it said uh, I was forbidden. It wouldn't let me join. And I was like, <laughs> You're do forbidden? they forbidden? Yeah. It said I was forbidden from playing. And I was like, Did I get banned? Like, do they just know I'm too old? What the fuck? But no, now I can see it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I can play Toontown, but I yeah. might play some Toontown. I might Dude, be down for say it. Say the word. I, I will teach you the rules of Toontown. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. All Tribe last night uh, was saying he wants to play that Sonic racing game. Do you know that one? The Sonic... Uh, Sonic R? Or? No, no. There's a Sonic racing game that's like Mario Kart, but it has like every character Okay, so there's two. There's one that's like Sonic... T- Team Sonic Racing, which is no, all no, no, the no, Sonic no, no. characters. It's not even that. But then it's there's Sega All-Stars Racing, which has like Danica Patrick in it. No, 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 no. It's not even that one. There's one that's like Sonic racing game, Mario Kart. I'm... Like, oh, God, I don't even know how to find it. It's a I mean, fan-made teams... one. Oh, SBR2. SBR2, that's... Yeah. Yes, that's what it is, SBR2. Yeah, SBR2 yeah. cart is what you're talking about. That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was saying yeah, that... we should play that. Yeah, it's from a game, Sonic Roboblast 2, and then they made a cart racer in it. And I've never played this before. Yeah, but, dude, I just want to say on the topic of that, yeah. Sega All-Stars Racing has Danica Patrick in it. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? It is bizarre. Because you have like Super Monkey Ball in the game. You have Eggman. You have Team Samba Fortress Samba Amigo, TF2, all three characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? And Danica Patrick. You also have Yogg's cast. I didn't know Yogg's cast was in it. What? Yeah. Is that like a person? Is that like a group of characters, right? Um, I didn't know about it, I'll be honest. Okay. And he looks like Alex Yeek now, and I can't go back to it. Oh, God. Did you ever but play that? I I want to. Uh, I want to. I don't trying to get me to play it. I'm like, I'm never going to play that. They're, they're close to the late game in that. They're yeeking out constantly. It's pretty long, right? Yeah, it's long. Have you ever seen Nicktoons MLB? 
Major League Baseball? Yeah, I Pretty love sure this I game. Look at look at this image I just sent you. There's a game called Nicktoons MLB, which has it's it's a baseball game, but it also mm-hmm. has Nicktoons in it, but there's no differentiation. So you can have like a team of like Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, and like Invader Zim. And when you play the game, they're all interacting at the same time. It uh-huh. is the strangest thing I've ever seen. I think it, my favorite crossover like this is NBA Street V3 for the, that the one with GameCube. Mario and Luigi in them. Yeah, Mario, Luigi, and Peach are all playable in this, and they don't give them humanoid shapes or lighting or anything. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. Like, I wish I could show everyone this specific picture right now because it's so shocking that this is an in game <laughs> screenshot. Of, of Mario breaking someone's ankles and just juking past them. They really look like, like mods. Yeah, it looks like mods, like shitty mods, because the thing about basketball is that height matters so much, and Mario is like three foot four against like real human proportions. It, it makes it very jarring to look at. I wish there yeah. were more games like this. I love like, this shit. Here's another one. Here's Luigi literally breaking someone's ankles. <laughs> And also what's funny is the basketball is proportionally really small compared to their giant hands. Yeah, they look like they should be able to palm the shit out of that. He's got the glove and everything. Like, poor Carter. Is that Vince Carter? He's one of the best to ever do it. Luigi just did it with the greatest of ease. Crossed his ass up. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Actually, I found a picture of all three of them in the game. And it's, it's I, I got to play this game. You know what? You can pick your all-star lineup, and I'll pick Mario, Luigi, and Peach, and we'll see what happens. Peach is so tiny. Look at Mario over there. He's just, like, levitating. This this game is incredible. This is amazing. Yeah, Holy I definitely shit. played this game as a kid only because Mario was in it. I wish we had more of these. Like, I just sent you the Weird picture crossovers. Of, uh, of SpongeBob pitching to an actual baseball player, and it's just... <laughs> this image is hysterical. It's. Just, I wish there were more opportunities. I like, I like the real humans in the background and then off to the side almost obscure there's Danny Phantom with the pitcher's glove. <laughs> and like not Danny Fenton, it's Danny Phantom in costume and everything. <laughs> it's it's really I don't know when we got away from these uh these types of games. Uh mm-hmm. here's here's a, a picture of uh, a baseball player taking the field with Danny Phantom Ang and Toff uh running onto the field. God, this rules. Also, yeah. This is all video game stuff, but also the first, like, so Square Enix and Nintendo made, like, Super Mario RPG, and then they never really did anything with each other again. Right. Until Mario Hoops 3-on-3. Three three. Oh, that's the one with, like, uh, like, yeah, it has, it had, like, the like, White Mage, Cactar, right? White Mage, Black Mage. Yeah. And it's just, like, you, you had Moogle in it, and it's just, like, how did, how did that one happen? And to this day, I, I don't, really know. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Especially because Square is so protective. I hear that they want like a lot of money when they get their shit in a game. So the fact yeah. that they played so nice together. 
But I feel like I, we're I heard at that, that point like, now. In, in Smash, yeah. like, oh my god, this picture you sent with Aang and everyone, oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah, taking but, the field. <laughs> um, when it came to Smash Ultimate, getting every, you know, they had to get every character that's ever been in Smash. That's I crazy. heard that, like, the they it was easy to get all but two of them. And that was uh, Solid Snake and Cloud Strife. Snake is was, hard? Yeah, I mean, you had to go through, like, Konami and not even, like... Oh, it's got to be Kojima, too. I yeah, guess. It, like, yeah. So, you have several things. And I hear it wasn't... I mean, yeah, Kojima... Because they also had to change the logo from the Kojima thing to, like, the uh, the alert explanation right. mark, right? Yeah, explanation yeah, yeah. mark. And it's just, like, that's the only character who's ever changed their logo, I'm pretty sure. Damn, that's sad. And... Yeah, and then, yeah, Cloud Strife's a Square Enix stuff, but, you know, I think Square, Square came around because then they threw in Dragon Quest and Sephiroth into Smash DLC, so... Yeah, now they're fine. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know, I'm kind of sick of multiverse stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like it's so oversaturated now. The the whole, like, like multiverses is coming out soon. Yeah, all it's these all Cartoon franchises. Network characters. Or yeah. Warner Brothers characters, not Cartoon Network. Like, I'm fine with, like, a large cast, but all these, like, multiple universes coming together, like, I, it feels like that's the new wave between all the Marvel stuff and, like, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange now is doing a lot of that. It's, I don't know. It's Space it's, Jam. It's really popular. I think, like, the biggest people to get it right were probably, like, the, the Spider-Man No Way Home, you know? Right. Like, it was multiverse. They brought in a lot of fan service, but it was fun. It was good. And it's just kind of like, that's how you do it right, it felt like. Sure. And now, let's stop. Because Smash Bros. is, like, the first to do it. Like, it feels like Sakurai Deadass invented a new genre of video games. Yeah. Without even trying. <laughs> yeah. He just, yeah. It wasn't and, even supposed to be that way, and he just made it happen. Okay, wait, wait a sec. I have one more image I have to show you. Yeah, it's it's a stat sheet next to uh, Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> and Princess Peach. Unknown height or weight. <laughs> she doesn't have as good a rep as Shaquille O'Neal, unfortunately. No, but that isn't. <laughs> she's good at blocks, dunks, and steals. Apparently, I like how Shaq is good at power. <laughs> he better be. Yeah, putting Seven, one, three, Mario 25. next to Shaquille O'Neal to think that they've been in the same universe. Now that's interesting. Putting Superman next to Rick and Morty is like, okay. Yeah, I don't care about that. I, I just like real people with video game characters. That's why LeBron James and Space Jam was such yeah, a big deal. Because like, I need to see more it's of that. It's funny. I, I really like, uh, hmm, like, obviously, more of this, right? Like, this is am amazing. But... Oh my god, I just can't get over this image of looking at Shaquille O'Neal and Princess Peach. Yeah, she's it's just she a lot has to such take a in. big head. Like, yeah, with like it, when you have the shot there. Yeah, with multiverse stuff, it's just like if you want to make Smash Bros, the reason that Smash is huge is because the IPs they have. Like we right. know this, we get this. And everyone wants to do like a crossover like it. But honestly, you can stick to one universe like think about like sure. like traditional fighters or like anime fighters like we have dragon ball fighters who's probably one of the biggest anime right. fighters just yeah. because they stuck with this one universe and themed everything around that like there's no reason why you couldn't make a dragon ball z platform fighter or a one piece platform fighter and have right. it do well like obviously like shonen jump has tried to do this with like um they they had 
God, I can't remember what it was. J-Stars, I think, on the DS, which was like a platform fighter. Sure. And then they had... Uh, well, they had Jump Force, which sure was a video game. Oh, I forgot about that. But I think it's like, you know, ju- every uh, all of this is under the Shonen Jump umbrella. It's all like anime manga stuff. And it's like, if you group that together, it doesn't feel as intrusive sure. as putting um, Rick and Morty next to Superman, I feel. Yeah. I feel like, like the the multiverses thing is almost too late to the dance. I feel like people are going to get fatigued of it. Maybe not because it does feel like the new meta thing. Like, I, even Adult Swim is doing this whole like I don't know if you saw the the Peeves thing. I think something like no, that. No, explain. It's, it was like an April Fool's thing, and the idea is like there's a glitch that is going into universes and like it's corrupting them, and it's like creepy pasta shit, and it goes across all the different. Uh, universes and and cartoon uh worlds and it's corrupting all the data and all everything gets all weird and it's Mm -hmm. just i don't know man i think stuff getting too meta and too cute is gonna get old soon but maybe not i feel like ready player one is sort of run its course right but who knows yeah exactly i think we've been building it for a while and i really do think that one people could it's cheaper to not do that right you could just stay in your own lane and not even worry about it. Yeah, and with with I really do think they could just make it like Marvel. Like multiverses could just be Marvel if they wanted to. You well, know, you and everyone's get, fine with it. You could get like Marvel vs. Capcom. That was like another one of those things, right? And but it felt yeah. even then it still felt contained because it was just two things. And I guess there's a bunch of different Capcom games, but it still doesn't feel quite the same. Right. As, yeah, as I feel like everything. Marvel versus Capcom because obviously, if it's just a Marvel fighter or just a Capcom fighter, it's like, and these two things don't go together, you know? Yeah. Like putting Phoenix right next to the Human Torch. Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think Phoenix right in any context was going to be weird though because he's not supposed yeah. to fight, right? He's supposed to be his own thing. But yeah, and yeah, so I think like Marvel, uh, Marvel versus Capcom three was just like a great game. I mean, even two was like, I use that soundtrack in everything, dude. That game is a standout. Yeah. Two is the one um, that I, uh, that I always went back to on dreamcast, by the way, speaking of music, I had somebody in my chat the other day, uh, say that they didn't know that your ad music was from undertale. Yeah. So they it's thought, weird. they thought you just made that up. Like they thought that that was just a song that you had commissioned on your own. I, I, I don't remember how it played, but yeah. Really strange because whenever I played, I did like the video over Sans costume and Smash whenever he came out. Mm-hmm. I just used exclusively Undertale music in that video and I used Dating Start in one of them and everyone was like, that feels wrong. <laughs> I forget that is from Undertale. I, I mean, I know it's from Undertale, but people like people around me know it's my ad music and they always forget whenever I play it in like a different context. So people are like, oh my God, just a little physical recoil because I've repurposed it. That's the, t- that's the power of branding. Yeah, Toby Fox has made me so much go. money. Thank you, Toby. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you're, mm-hmm. you're tuning in. Dude, Toby Fox follows me on Twitter. So every time I tweet anything, I always think about how he'd react to it. Doesn't that suck when somebody like outside of, the, who might not get it, or like isn't in your realm of like your corner of the world reads yeah. your stuff and you're just like 
Yeah, I, I hate that. <laughs> Every time I would, one time I got completely shit faced drunk and I just tweeted Megalovania for no reason. Uh-huh. So then it just kind of turned into a thing that every time I got drunk, I just tweeted Megalovania. People were like, ah, here we go. I think um, I've seen that, but I didn't know the context. So now I. Yeah, know. yeah. But that bit stopped when Toby Fox followed me because I was like, okay, you uh, know, I. <laughs> Well, one, it stopped because now people expect it. Now, every time I tweet something that's a little out of pocket, people are like, Megalovania tweet incoming. And I'm oh, like, okay, well, now you've that. ruined it. Yeah, I yeah. hate that, dude. So I think the people killed it first. But then when Toby Fox followed me, that was like the nail in the coffin, right? right. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't save it beyond that point. Yeah, because then I, I was kind of thinking of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just, you, it's just, so my friend, you know, Major Duncan, yeah, he yeah. gave me a perfect analogy. One time we were opening the DMs as we did. Sure. And someone messaged me and just said, forward Ariel, you know, because it's like a oh, meme God. from way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And Major was like, what, do you, what the fuck do you think you're going to get out of this? Like, he's heard this millions of times. Like, right. Wh- why would I just recite something back at you that you've said before? Like, let's say I have one moment to meet Eminem. Am I really going to talk about the two trailer park girls around the outside? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but that specific reference was just so, there are so many other things I could think to say to Eminem, but th- <laughs> that one stuck with me. Why did he go with the trailer park girls? Rather yeah. than like my name is or something. Yeah. I don't think people realize the shit that we have to go through. Uh, I, I I hate bringing this up because there's always the chance that they're going to hear this podcast, but I hope that they don't. I'm going to send you an image. This is somebody that has sent me a DM question every day for the past like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, it, it, you can see it here. Uh, this happens every day. Uh, sent me one at 308 today. Some multiple times a day. Some multiple times a day. It Four is from yesterday. So fucking annoying, but I don't want to block them because if I block them, they get a tweet like, LOL, Coney blocked me, blah, blah, blah. I don't block anybody just because who cares, right? I'll be honest. I was the exact same way. I didn't block anyone. And then I said, let them have their tweet. I, I think yeah. I'm pretty liberal with part blocking. It's like, I just make sure that I'm not blocking people because of my own insecurities, right? Sure, like, yeah. That's what I try to do. It's It's more of just like, if people are criticizing me for something, like, I'm not going to block you. I might just, like, it might live in my head rent-free for a while, blah, sure. blah, blah. But if there's just, like, someone who's just being needlessly malicious where it's just, like, insulting for right. no reason, I just block that. And it's, like, if they get a tweet out of it, so be it. But I I just was, like, they're probably going to come back. Like, um. I've seen some people with bios that say, if you block me, I win. And I'm like, I'm blocking right. you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like you can say that. I just don't like blocking people ever in general because it feels, I I sort of have never done that. So it's just something that I've not, I don't want to break the seal, right? And get started because mm-hmm. I, I feel like it'll get addicting. I, I hear from a lot of people that say that they've blocked one person and then it just becomes so liberating, right? I, I, I mean, even now, I don't think I block a lot of people. Like, I'm probably pretty fortunate to block, like, a person a week, if I can be honest. Sure. Um, And then I kind of, I view my blocks more as, like, a timeout, if you will. Um, <laughs> like, you're going to let them out eventually? Yeah, like, once every, like, few months when I feel like it's been enough, I just go through and unblock everybody. Sure. So it's, I, I think that's a fair way to go about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that's a that's that's a probably a better stance to take of just like, like you, you got to go away for a little while. Look, I have sixty six blocked accounts right now. Oh, that's not bad. Not for as three, long as you've been on the internet. I have three thousand muted accounts. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Do you even follow but, three thousand people, or are those just people from all over? Those are just people from all over. Gotcha. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it right now. I'm gonna. Today is a timeout day. I'm going to unblock everyone. There are a few people do I, I do keep blocked. Um, well, I, I, in your gimmick position, accounts. Yeah, gimmick accounts are people in your position who are probably just like exhausting, right? Yeah, uh, gimmick accounts who respond to everything typically get blocked. Um, people who are just like, you know, messaging Alfred every day until I'm like, no, you stay oh, that blocked. sucks. Yeah. Oh, I block people who impersonate me. I, I always block those people. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I think like the only way to get like perma blocked by me is gimmick accounts and uh, impersonation. Sure. Well, if you guys are listening to this podcast now, it's it's probably been a week or two since we've recorded. Uh, check it out. If you've been blocked in the past, I don't know why you would listen yeah. to the podcast. If I, I hope that uh, Zach, you can learn to block people because I do. It's just I think this time out. No, no, no. I, I say I say plug them, but I do think the timeout method is so much better. Yeah. Also, I I have banned all but I only have five accounts blocked right now, but it says I have thirty two blocked. So I think that means that the other twenty seven have probably deactivated. Oh sure, or so, or they were just so awful that they got suspended or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was one of those. So it's it's kind of liberating to know that twenty seven of the accounts I blocked, I was in the right. Yeah, that's a good batting average. You knocked yeah, out 27 the, out yeah. of 66. That's pretty good. You were able to pick out the really bad ones. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I mean, like in your position, you probably get a lot more people that are just trying to get under your skin. I don't really get much of that. Uh, I feel like I get shockingly little. I feel like people just kind of vibe with me. I think I've done a pretty good job just being like unproblematic. If people like hate me, it's probably like outdated hate from when I was like a a meme 19 year old or something. Sure. And now I'm 26. So it's like, I'm a very different person. The people who hate me are probably just like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of stay in my own lane nowadays. I see a lot of shit about you where it's like, Alfred used to be, well, no, not a lot. But when I do see it, it's like, I see shit, people saying like, Alfred used to be funny, used to be blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, maybe, maybe you just are a different person now. Like everybody's like, man, when I was 14, I loved Alfred's videos. I don't anymore. It's like, people change. It's also like, People change, but I've changed as well. Like yeah. my humor is very different than when I was 19. And not only is it different, it's also the content I make is different. So right. it's like, yeah, I saw one tweet. Also, my mental health has been great lately. Awesome, Pog. And I saw a thread that was like, four YouTubers who have really fallen off. That's the one and I'm I was, thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw that and I was like, let's see if this is going to affect my psyche anymore. Because I've just been doing well lately. I'm on medication. Sure. I was like, let's see if this affects me. And it didn't which is Good. awesome. Good. Um, I think there was like, I'm going to say like 95% positive responses and my brain like focused on that, which is 
new. Yeah, um, when I looked at the replies to that, like 95% of the people were like, hey, the other guys are one thing, but get Alpharet out of there. He's still fine, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. But even then, you don't want to rely on that validation either because it still feels like... No, I don't think I do. It's no, just, yeah. It was just more so like I saw it and I was neutral after it. I was just like... Sure, sure, sure. Ah, well, that was pleasant. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, going into it, it was just kind of like the people who didn't like me were just like, oh, I hate his new content. And then you had other people respond and be like, well, maybe you've changed interest. And he goes, true. Or people who said, I hate Alpha Red, always have. And someone's like, well, you should check out his new content. He goes, okay. And it's just... <laughs> Yeah, it's just interesting because I recognize that my content's different. And I think like once I came to terms with that, I was sure. like, I'm happier doing what I want to do now. And because of that, I am going to push some of my older viewers away. Sure. But yeah. I can't be this machine that does the same thing for the rest of my life. I'm just not coded that way. I hate this idea that I think people have fallen into where you have to watch the same content creator like like the same yeah. person your entire life like i there are so many musical artists that i liked for a little while and maybe i fall out it fell out of i didn't like their new stuff but for some reason when it comes to online content creators there's this idea that like <laughs> you're stuck to them and they can't this change is my they guy change. yeah exactly yeah. you get and i guess it comes from but it, it might be parasocial i don't know that feels a little bit too serious mm -hmm. for it but good lord man like yeah i mean i think it's like safe to say is like i went from uploading like two like three to five maybe even seven times a week of like just game compressed highlights and like it was like who am i playing on at least smash today and now it's like if i'm going to play smash i'm like here's a big challenge that took 10 hours and i'm condensing it or like you know i right. did a video over like our the amiibo thing we hosted at summit and i'm just like well that was like a big production where it's just like or, you know, I made a bounce house Olympics. It's just like, I like these bigger projects. I have a lot of fun with them. And it's just weird because I'm like, I don't really know the direction of where I'm going. I'm just doing a lot of shit that I find fun. But I think I've kind of like gone full circle. And now I'm back at, okay, what's the middle ground? Like, can I make some videos in my bedroom that don't cost $15,000? <laughs> so that's kind of, I'm trying to like find that middle ground. And I think I'm getting there. But I think I had to experiment, right? I think it's interesting to see bigger ideas and projects sort of become somewhat normal on YouTube and more common. I, I just watched yeah. Point Crow's thing on the on the tests, like the SATs, yeah. and then they weren't SATs at all. I love that kind of shit. Bro, um, can I just talk about it? He showed up an hour late to that shoot. I'm not surprised. And we had no food. Okay, well, I didn't know that. That's kind of fucked up. How long did it take? How long were you filming? Okay, I love Eric Point Crow, right? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> love uh -oh. that dude. Oh, no. But that shoot on my side, we would do a test portion, and then he would try and get all the talking headshots, but he only had one camera, so they were doing it one at a time. So they're like, well, we interviewed this one person. We need the other five to wait outside. And I don't know why it took so long, because I felt like mine went by so fast. Mm -hmm. But everyone else, it was like a 40, it was like a 30 to 40 minute ordeal after every section. It was like, let's get the talking heads, go way oh, outside. Oh, God, that sucks. So it was like, the video turned out fine. It's like 12 minutes videos, but it was like a four to five hour shoot. And it was just so much waiting for me. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Especially if he's yeah. not feeding you or doing it. We, we all ordered McDonald's <laughs> on DoorDash. <laughs> Chipotle got there at the end of the shoot, but we had to get there at 9 a.m. Oh, God. Also, get there at 9 a.m., drive through Los Angeles traffic. So I had to leave at like 8.15. Dude. Which means I had to get ready. 
I don't know, man. There's something about content creators where it's never on time. We talked last episode about how they always flake. It's impossible to get anybody to do anything. I will say on all of my events, I get there like three hours early. Like I am always ready. Because you know shit's going to go wrong. Like there's always something bad that's going to happen. I love Eric. I I will say every single day of my life, I love Eric and I'm happy to be a part of his content. And if he asked me to do it again, I would probably say yes, provided it was not at 8 a.m. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i i just wish i was just hungry that's all it was right no i i i can't believe that he was able to get all of you guys in the same room and i i can't believe the stuff that you put on good luck with that cup pong thing man because oh we have backups don't worry good good okay i was gonna say i i just you know how these guys are man it's just everybody's going to say it's a good idea and everybody loves the idea. And then the day hits and everybody just backs out. Yeah. I'm hoping people who cancel at least give me like at least a day notice, but I know day off someone's be like, I woke up and I'm sick. Or you're going to have like a couple of people who's like, I just found out I had COVID the other day. Yeah. And like when people hit me with like the COVID thing, I'm always like, all right, that's fair. Yeah, of course. You know, like that's, I've done multiple shoots where people are like, I got COVID a week ago and I, I feel iffy. And I'm like, okay, don't come. We'll yeah. find someone else. Like, that's always the one where I'm like, got it. You have to let that one go. Yeah. It shut down the whole world. You can't be bigger than that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's especially like, if I do ignore this, I'm infecting everyone else who's coming. So right. like, let's, let's just, let's take this seriously, huh? Dude, did you see what happened to uh cutie, cutie Cinderella? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That's so sad. Uh, for anybody she that doesn't spent know. All the, time and resources and probably money, money to make like a girl's trip. Right. And I got all these female content creators, which is a pretty big thing. I think that's pretty huge. And then just someone got COVID in it. And then other people got COVID. Everybody apparent. I thought everybody else said they got negative, but just the one girl said she was positive, And so they can't, I think everything. since then I've seen a couple girls come out and say they were positive. Gotcha. Okay. Well then, cause you know, it takes some time. Them. Yeah. Good on cutie. I think cutie runs really good events from the outside looking in. Right. But, uh, yeah, so God, that sucks. I just I, yeah, I always feel suck. I always feel bad for people who tried it because that's always the that's always the other side of the coin, right? Everybody's like, Well, why are you just doing let's plays and making that simple kind of content of just, you know, recording gameplay? It's like, well, if you try to do big shit, every time you introduce new variables, whether it be new people or new, COVID. Yeah, or COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but like no matter what you throw into it, something's gonna go wrong and make it harder. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I have I have YouTube open on my other monitor and I just glanced over at it and I don't you ever get something recommended to you and you're kind of like why why is this being fed to me right every now every day of my life what'd you get yeah um the truth about taking an AP exam and then if you scroll up a little bit there's like a push period three 1754 to 1800 reviewed and I'm like why does uh, it think I'm in the middle of AP exams? I mean, it's May. I'm sure this is a very popular topic right now for people to search. Sure. Probably is it just because I have fucking thing? Pokemon and Mario in my recommended? So they're like, all right, all right. <laughs> You're a child. You're probably taking these A-push things. Yeah, here's advanced algorithms for CompSci 224 Lecture 1 from Harvard. And I'm just like, why that's really dude honestly i don't know about you i've seen a few people tweet about this youtube recommendations have not been hitting lately i don't know what they're doing to the algo but uh shit's kind of off lately for me it's pretty bad i can't talk about it before but what's still so funny to me is like my romeo and juliet video that keeps doing waves every december and may oh right because of the yeah 
because of school. <laughs> yeah, people people keep uh, watching it for their finals for like a little last minute review. I'm looking at it now. Hold on. Let me look. Damn, that was a while ago now. I'm looking at your channel. I didn't realize how long ago that was. Six yeah. months. Okay. 1.7, not bad. Yeah, it's, it's done pretty well. It's just like, here we have, I think, okay. Let's say November 20th, it hit 650K, right? Sure. Um. Oh, God. Uh, December 20th, 1.1 million views. Like it nearly doubles. Jeez. And also at November 20th, it was out for 25 days. You know, like it's definitely ran its course sure, as sure, far sure. as most videos are concerned. And then it just keeps going up. Like it's this video flopped and now it's performing like, I think even now it's still like a three or four out of 10. Like it's still not like incredible, but like right. give give it time, right? Well, the fact that it's it's done so well, even being a totally different style of video is good, right? Yeah. Um, I did not realize that you have a new uh, top video. I what? didn't. I I thought it was Mario Odyssey: The Supercut Forever, but uh, oh no. no, it's it's been this random episode of World of Light for most of the time. It's really like my top three videos of. It's like a random World of Light episode. It's Can You Be Pokemon Emerald with Mudkip and right. the Odyssey Supercut. Those three rotate. Like ah, it kind of goes you. back okay. and forth. Like I promise. When Pokemon Gen 9 comes out, uh, the Mudkip video is going to take over again. Right, Whenever yeah. they announce Odyssey 2 or the next Mario game, Supercut's going to rise again. Um, yeah, but whenever new, like DLC kept dropping, World of Light Episode 4 kept getting new views. I think it's just, it's with the spirit, the community knows, and I guess One Punch Mac, people kind of see that. And they're like, oh, that's a reference. I get that reference. Right. I'm looking yeah, at the, I, uh, I could see, because they're all like within 1 million of each other, so... Yeah. Um yeah, I think like the most recent video I've done uh my the charity lock I did with Jaden is at 6.9 million views okay. and that's a, like a year ago. And then my jump force video is at 5.1 from a year ago. So it's kind of like honestly, I think the jump force video doing well is like I'm so happy with that cuz that's so like for someone who mainly does like Nintendo stuff like right. this is like anime thing no, that's and I kind of like Yeah, I think that's cool. Um the it's a Jayden variety thing, thing too. Like Yeah. The charity lock video I did with Jaden, I think that was really fun. I think it's just a good video and it has Jaden in it, which of course is good. But like everything else was uh, good. Sure. Like the video itself was just good. And then it had a way bigger YouTuber in it. So it's just like, I would love to know how many of these were just the video. <laughs> Well, you're proud for that one to do well. Like when it's yeah, like yeah. It, when, when you have something that the video itself is a good idea and also you can attach somebody onto it, it's great. But like, yeah, exactly. if it had either of those two things, you'd be like, oh, this is fine. But no, you get both, which is sick. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, uh, uh, I think we're going to ding on that. I think we're going to yeah, have that's a, a ding, ding, dings. ding. That's a good ding, ding, ding. How did I think we... we started at Richard Dawson and, and we then talked we got nothing about it. <laughs> We did. I think we said all that we need to. We plagiarized an article and then we moved on. Yeah, we read an article for everybody to hear. Uh, and so we read it all together. We learned it, about his group. lifetime movie. Yeah. He, he, we talked we, about the we, slippery slope of Dawsonisms. Yeah. And then we got off that pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, for good reason. And then I don't even remember where we ended up because somehow we got onto Roger Rabbit and multiverses. <laughs> Yeah, Mario I think we started talking about Toontown for a while. That's what oh, it we was. started talking about game shows. Right, we went from game shows, Legend of the Temple, Ambitious. We talked about um, 
We start talking about language of like how there's always like a fuck you kind of thing, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. sorry in Hearthstone. I don't know and how then he that's got how there it got to there. Toontown. Boom, that's what it was. Gotcha. And then yeah. Toontown to uh, crossover games to crossover games, and then we ended on it's content, YouTube. Really? Yeah, yeah, YouTube. content. As yeah. we so often do, feels like this is usually where we drop off. So yeah. So hey, that's pretty decent. Fun episode, yeah. Uh, I don't think we have a topic for the next one, but we'll see you whenever it happens. It should be a week, hopefully. Yeah, see you next week, but for real. For real, we promise. Bye, guys. How Did We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gowland, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer audio producer is Justin Asher. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> 